1: Ladies talking Leafs. I'm Chris. And I'm still. And <laughs> wow. Um, that's all you can say right now. But uh, for me, I think for both of us, I can speak for us. Uh, it's the most, I don't know, it's for me, it's the most painful time being a Leaf fan. Um, it's so, I mean, a week ago when we were doing the podcast, we were like, all, um, like, we're, we're actually headed into like games three and four and everything was going good. And then, yeah, it's just a disaster. Um, but, and I mean, that's for me to say something that's the most painful time, like that's saying something considering, well, both of us watched this this team through the ballad years and just have a few opening thoughts um, as a season seat holder. And I think some of our listeners probably know that uh, we are season seat holders for 28 years now. Um, and I remember, I know, Syl, do you remember when the the first couple of years where Shanahan had taken over, um, he said that subscribers were board members Hmm. and, and they, and actually they they, they
0: did change it to, we're not really subscribers anymore. We're members. So it's a membership now. It's not,
1: and they they changed the wording for that reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they needed to answer to us. Right. So I I remember that, and they had us down there for like a lunch or whatever, and and I don't know who was the GM at the time, whatever that we could do like a little question and answer session with the I, with the GM was there. I know that, and um, I think like Tim
0: Lewicki was there at that time also. Um, yes, you're right. Yeah, mm.
1: but I basically want that back now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. Brendan yeah. Shanahan, if you are listening, Brendan Shanahan. Let's set up a date for that, because this is just not right. (laughs) What's going on? Um, And okay, let's just I I, just a few things that stood out for me from this epic collapse um, or choke job. Some people are saying that's the first time I actually said it today, Um, but technically it is Um, basically there's a lack of killer instinct in this team. We talked about it. Killer Instinct, they need that. We talked about it in our playoff preview. You can't teach that, unfortunately. So I don't know where they're going to get that from. Also, in our playoff preview episode, uh, and even you mentioned last week, I think, in our last episode with Daryl Sittler's words, you don't want to be known as a regular season player. He said, Austin Matthews knows that. Really? <laughs> That's quite interesting. Um, and I know. Both of us, maybe me a little bit more, but I think the alumni need to be more involved with these players. I'm sorry. There's something with being a, a Toronto Maple Leaf that these alumni players, I think, have a lot that they can provide to these younger players on the on the team because they are still young. They're only like 23, 24, 25. Um, and then the other thing... I said in our playoff preview show, I said that we need to take control of the series. Well, we did. We were leading three to one. But I guess I wasn't good enough to say we also need to close the series um, and just do it as fast as we can. So bottom line, our top players were not our top players. That's what cost us the series. Um, Matthews and Marner with a combined one goal, three assists in the series. And that's just not good enough. And even if they were like just a little bit better. We probably would have won this series just a little bit better. But I mean,
0: it's, that's what we've been saying for the last for five, five years. years. Yeah. We just I need mean, to be a
1: little bit better. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's five years. Technically, I guess it's f- if you want to like that first year was a gift versus Washington. For sure. Uh Versus the Capitals. Okay. So, and actually, that whatever. was
0: probably the best that I felt yes, in this whole that process. We actually, yes. Yeah. You no, know, that was Which exciting. Is, yeah.
1: yeah. And... Really, the only thing that makes me feel better today is that I will have less stress because I won't have to watch them anymore for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my little rant for now. Um, I don't know if you have anything else to add from that for that. <laughs> well, um,
0: first of all, I really wish there was a better term than killer instinct. I, I don't really like that term. But yes, I mean, obviously, I agree 100%. There's a very distinct uh, lack of urgency in their play. A hundred percent, I agree with everything you said. Like I, for one, right now, I don't even know how I feel. I feel actually like I'm I'm in shock right now, and I am numb. Like I just don't feel anything, and I'm leaning more towards being feeling apathetic than any kind of emotion. And to me. If you're if you are MLSE, that's not really where you want to leave your fan base, you know, kind of feeling like, you know, you know, they're 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 taking they're taking the joy out of this game for me right now. I'm sure I'll get over it and things will change. And but
1: we always do because we're we're diehard fans. But, but, it's but the I, new right fans, now, like you're saying, the yeah. new fans, people but that they, maybe they could f- potentially him... lose people. Yes, yeah,
0: they you could. know Definitely. because especially yeah. too younger people, you know, lots lots said about the attention span um, that you know different generations have. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long do they think they think people are going to hang on? You know, at some point, people are just going to say, you know what, I got better things to do with my time potentially. Yeah, and mm-hmm. and move on along anyway. I definitely do feel like I need a break. Um, other than that, uh, you know, we are going to get into the nitty gritty. Before we do that, I did want to say that one one bright light was the fact that they uh, were able to, at the last minute, get uh, healthcare workers in. 550 people um, got to watch the game. And one Hab fan that they kept showing, I guess, left happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the fact that they were able to get uh fully vaccinated yeah. healthcare workers in you know do or die you still want to be there for game 7 uh yeah. so that it was fantastic uh the other thing i want to say before we move on is just uh thank you everyone who participated in our um our Ladies Talking Leafs game day polls that we had running on social media. We were going to get into the details, but obviously with the way things are going, we're just going to get into the painful truth and get into the details of the series. So without any further ado, let's talk Leafs. So let's get right into it with our thoughts on uh, the play in games five, six, and seven. Uh, we actually did win games three and four, and game four was actually a very decisive win, and we thought that's what they were going to capitalize on, but obviously we know that didn't happen. So, so Chris, what are your thoughts on uh, what went wrong
1: in those three games? Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I just don't understand. It's the, like you were saying, the urgency like, where was it? The lack of emotion. Like, they came out flat in all three of those games. Like, it was just, I couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I was just, like, on the bench, like, last night going into games, in game seven, on the bench. Like, there was just no, uh, there was nothing going on. There was nobody, like, a rah-rah kind of thing, right? Like, you know, you would think Simmons, somebody, like, just to try and keep the guys, mm-hmm. like, ramp it up a bit sort of thing right like it's just they were they were it was like they were playing afraid Mm -hmm. they were afraid to lose and
0: well especially uh once I really think that once that first goal went in it's like that took the win completely out of their sails you know they just didn't really feel like I didn't feel when I was watching that they had it in them to come back. Like, I really felt like other games, like I thought, okay, they could come back. But last night, for some reason, after that first goal went in, I was just like,
1: uh, this is not happening. Well, that that was <laughs> the other thing though. In the other two games mm-hmm. where they lost an OT, they came yeah. back in I both of those games, I know. which was amazing. Yeah. And but it like, didn't translate they, into anything. No. And they, and it was, I don't know. It's almost like, like normally when you come back like that, like if it was the Bruins, for example, I hate to say this, but if it was the Bruins that came back, they are winning that game. Oh, (laughs) like in overtime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A team like Tampa, Mm -hmm. like they're winning that game. Like where, like it it was, and and it's just, I mean, it's, it's sad because it's like, you make the one mistake again like everybody and it's the back in, in the back of our net. I mean, I'm not mm-hmm. blaming Jack Campbell or like definitely in those OT goals, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I j- I just don't know though. I mean, you shouldn't have to come back like that in both of those games anyways. If you would have shown up for the first 10-15 minutes of the game and basically just taken control and done it, but I just don't to me, it's a mental issue. Like MLSE needs to get some better psychologists or well,
0: something. Well, like that a hundred percent I agree with you because that's what one of the points I was gonna make. And we're gonna probably get into specific players a little bit, but they need, you know, they've got high performance coaching for everything, but they need high performance coaching for their brains, for their heads. Yes. Like yeah. they like, you know, they they went and they got you know, some grit and some toughness. And like you said, raw, raw guys like, you know, like Thornton and Simmons and Bogosian and, you know, people like that to uh, fortify the lineup for them to, so that they could play, you know, with more toughness as a team. But the problem is, is there was no team toughness still. And that is, pro the problem is, is because that is a trickle down from your top guys. Those are the guys that dictate how tough and how hard your team is to play against. And the problem that I saw is that there was all of these, you know, fly-by plays and no extra effort. You know, where is the second shot? Where is the 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 getting your body in there? Where is the going to the dirty areas? Where is it just you know streaking down the ice and taking it to the net and crashing in like you know
1: yeah. what yeah no where no, ex- was that it, the extra effort it was just, it wasn't there it was non-existent it, it you know it was like it just one, make any one shot one little poke with your with your
0: stick like yeah w- w- there was no oh, battles then, <laughs> no yeah, battles well, we
1: made it so easy for no, them i know yeah, yeah that no, one exactly. thing
0: i would say that you have to give montreal full marks for is they got a stick on everything they got their sticks in there everywhere and we just were not able to fight through it at all like it's like i don't know
1: yeah all right let's get into the the performance of the players like you're mentioning um okay so (laughs) let's start off with mitch marner he's getting roasted right now yeah all over the place um Zero goals, 18 playoff games. I mean, the thing that caught me, I mean, they kept harping on the zero goals and 18 playoff games. That's fine. He's not really a goal scorer. He's a playmaker. But still, I mean, that's not good. Um, But his comment after game six, I was like, where he said, again, that they weren't ready to play at the start, like at the drop of the puck. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, why are we hearing this again? And why are you even saying that? Like he said it last year in Columbus too, in game, I think it was game five in the deciding game. He said that he said they weren't, uh, they didn't start on time. They weren't ready. And I was like, (laughs) why are you saying this? And why weren't you ready? Like, how can you not be ready for a game that, I mean, you had the chance to close it out. You didn't do it on game five. That's fine. Okay. You got another opportunity. You, better be ready that night and you're not yours and you're admitting it
0: well and he was 100% not ready because like the boneheaded things that he did which are are so not like him uh
1: well it was it's it's just so funny because like that's the puck over glass penalties basically exactly like, he had he had two of them right I think mm-hmm. or do you have three I don't know we've we he had, had more than he had three right because mm-hmm. I I think that's how many we had in the whole series, but it was, yeah, that was just bizarre. It was like, it was like they were saying, like he heard footsteps coming from behind mm-hmm. and he just wanted to get rid of it. But in this, in the most recent one on Saturday night in game six, like there wasn't that Montreal player was like, I don't know how many feet away from the <laughs> There was no pressure at all. There was nobody there. And that's where the mental thing comes in, I think. Well, you
0: know what he reminds me of? And this is the analogy that when I think of Mitch is there's two things that come to mind. You know, we all know this person when we're in school who is the the high achiever, the, the person who gets straight A's all the time. And then they go to university and it's a little harder than they're used to and they fail out or they go to take an exam and they just can't handle exams so they're they're great in class and they do really well in school but exam time they just can't handle the pressure and they fold uh he's that kid for me like he is this is why they need to be talking to him I don't know if they need to be talking to his parents at this (laughs) point he's an adult so I I, I personally I think beyond beyond that but
1: yeah, personally, I think his dad is a is a problem. Let's just say just, but
0: the just like, the, the he sh- point is he should be is, staying out of it. <laughs> the point is though that I they really need to be looking at okay, what is it, bitch, that you need that you don't already have because clearly there is something more that you need to 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 meet that to get to the next level. I mean, this is he his development is his basically stagnated you know like yeah, you said yeah. he is right now uh, a regular season a regular player. season he's,
1: player right now yeah exactly a regular and season player
0: this is the other thing about him that i've noticed is that the only time he seems to play well is when he's able to have fun and he's only able to have fun when he has the space to do the things that he wants to do and when he that space is lost and he can't seem to adjust his game then his game folds because he cannot break through that. He cannot adapt to the, the difference in play. You know, there's a lot of talk, and I, I'll mention this now, a lot of talk about, you know, stylistically the Leafs, you know, can't play in the playoffs because of the style of their game. But I would argue that there's no team in the league that plays the exact same style in the playoffs that they play in the regular season. The whole thing is is that you do need to adapt to playoff hockey. You need to know that your mm-hmm. space is going to be limited. You need to do things quicker. You need to think quicker. Maybe that's yeah. his problem. Is that he's used to having more time, more more time for his vision and that time is taken away now in the playoffs and he just can't adapt. So he they need to find a way to figure out how they can get that mental switch to go off. But really, it's it's an effort thing too. You know, you yeah. need to you need to you need you need to fight through that. You need to be resilient. You need to fight through that adversity. These are the well, things sure. that I like, see with him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean when you're saying you weren't ready to play, like uh-huh. I mean Well, that's the other (laughs) thing that drives me crazy is that he does
0: not seem – he sounds like he's playing for a peewee team all the time. Hello, you're an adult now. You can say I. I wasn't ready to do it. I didn't do it. It's not always about the team. And if you're a real leader, at some point you look yourself in the mirror and you say, look – I need to do different. I need to be better. Because look at poor Jack Campbell. The guy played great. He's throwing oh. himself on on his sword all the time. He's I, too I'm much actually, the other way. Yes, is that yeah, he, he basically yeah. beats himself up, which is not good either. But know, I'm, time, worried, about point, him. Yeah, I'm worried about him. You need Yeah, me too.
1: Going into going into if we're gonna actually go with him next season, mm-hmm. like that's not a good place for him to be and to be a starting goalie for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So, no. That's, that's just not good. Yeah. Anyway,
0: that's how how I feel about, about Mitch. About Mitch. I just think that they need to, that's basically where they need to start with him is to figure out, you know, how to get him, you know, thinking faster, studying something like something. It's with his, it's in his head. It's his head that is not in the right place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I know he looks up to Dougie Gilmore too, mm-hmm. like as, and I'm, I know that they have conversations of, of the, like as an alumni, I know, I know that I see that. Well, in, talk in about the media, ultimate person who can adapt. But, but I think though, I think though, I don't know that, that connection and just being the local guy, I think he's putting too much pressure on himself too. That way. Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. I and, agree with that. And when it comes to that, though, and dealing with it, it's kind of funny with Nylander. Um, Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of funny because he's, everybody thinks that he's too, like, la-la-la, like, too free-spirited kind of thing, right? But in some ways, that is, that's actually works well in this market or it well, has worked well for him. He
0: has a, an, an unshakable self-belief and that really showed he was the only one really yeah. out of that core four. I mean, obviously yeah. one of them we know <laughs> had no choice to the matter, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, he's the only one that was able to sort of rise to the occasion. Although even he could have played better last night, I would think also,
1: even though he did have that yeah. goal. Sort of late, yeah. No, yeah, that was the last. Call. I mean, they basically got shut out in both games. Like yeah. it was like three nothing. And um, but yeah, no, I had no problem with, in the series overall with Nylander. I thought he he played as well as <laughs> as all of the core four basically. Mm-hmm. And we can't talk about John Tavares obviously because he wasn't uh, he wasn't playing. But um, I had no problem with him. Um, but. Going to Austin Matthews now. Mm -hmm. My God, we praise this guy so much during the regular season. And, I mean, obviously he wasn't horrible. um, But when you're the Rocket Richard winner and you only get one goal in a seven-game series. like Personally, I think, I mean, they haven't talked to anybody yet. Personally, I think something's wrong with that wrist.
0: Well, that's what I was just gonna say because like in the earlier games, like he was kind of roughed up quite a bit and you know, like when you're yeah. ragdolling him and blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he was taking a lot of um physical abuse. I yeah. I actually do wonder if is there if something not something I mean, not, not really ex- major happened, but yeah. if something happened that basically took him off his game a little bit physically. No. Um, yeah, not to make any excuses for him, no. but I mean that No, but even he didn't uh, didn't find a way to adapt his game, and that's yeah. just basically it.
1: Yeah. he cuz he was a lot of the shots he took like they were wide. I know he yeah. missed the net quite no, a bit. No, I know, like um, his
0: accuracy wasn't quite there. Yeah.
1: Which is start which is what I thought maybe there is something like if they need to go in surgically on the wrist and do mm-hmm. something like go in the off season, I don't know. Um but yeah i mean he i it just wasn't enough that combination for the two guys that we depend on Mm -hmm. and they're the most paid obviously at 11 million and 10 million like um like and everything's been done for them like everything like they got rid of babcock they yep they brought in uh like better defense. We got TJ Brody, who I thought was great in this series. We got depth on defense. We got a goaltender. Nobody can complain about Freddie now. Like Freddie's gone. He's probably going to go win a cup with Edmonton and McDavid or something because that's what all good former Leafs do, right? Kadri's, Kadri's gotten suspended, but he'll be back and just in time to, for Colorado to win the cup or something like that this season. Like that's what all former Leafs that actually love being Leafs uh, do. Um, but um yeah, I mean everything's been done for these two players to set them up for this moment, and I think they really. And I, I, I think given Kyle Dubis and his personality, I just think like he's he has to be the mo- one of the most disappointed people right now in those two oh, players. Yeah, yeah.
0: it's but, like um, a dagger to the heart for him. I think
1: because yeah. really, it's like yeah, yeah. Um, moving on to Morgan Riley, um. I, I was fine with him too I mean he's he only um will get into a little bit of um well, we won't get into the like all the contracts and everything and who's going where and what so we're gonna have another our next show will be about that but um he's going he is going next year into his final year of his contract and um I mean the guy plays a hell lot of heavy minutes and if it depending on what Sandine does and how he develops too, like I mean, I suppose he can replace Riley, but I don't see that right now to no, say Sandine is ready for that. Yeah. And um Riley for me, like he was the first guy out like on the on the podium to mm-hmm. to talk and
0: Yeah, he's and like he would think that Mitch would see that as an example. I mean, this is a guy that does take responsibility, you know,
1: he shows yeah, up. Yeah.
0: He faces yeah. the music and he doesn't deflect and say, you know, lump everybody together. I mean, he does that, but at the same time, he also takes responsibility for his own stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I thought he played, I mean, the fact with TJ Brody, I think it really, that pairing really meshed well mm-hmm. for its first year that he, that it went it Especially went well in the playoffs.
0: I actually thought they did they elevated their game and Riley yes. in particular elevated his, his game over the playoffs because for this round anyways, because I didn't think he had a particularly good season. I mean, that's well-documented in, in previous episodes. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I thought that he did raise it to another level. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens with him. Jack Campbell. Um, Yeah. Like that goal. Um last night in game 7 that wasn't a good goal i mean it was right through the five hole um he might have been able to stop the ot goal as well by Cockney um mm-hmm. i i guess uh, that was in game 6 i think yes i think so
0: but like we and said like he didn't he, we didn't think he needed to be perfect and he just no. needed to be one better right but
1: yeah and and we didn't and, I mean, score. The same, yeah. And it's, yeah, that's the same story Freddie had last year. Yeah. Like, it, like basically they got, he, Freddie had two games with where it was um, like, we lost three, nothing or two, nothing against Columbus. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to win a game if you don't score.
0: No. 100%. And I think that in a um, sense, Campbell is a little bit saved by his style uh, on that too, because his game it looks like it takes a lot more effort so whereas Freddie's game is just more positional so he doesn't he doesn't move as much right so it makes it look like he's yeah. not trying as hard technically but that's not the case um, so yeah. I think in a sense though Campbell is
1: somewhat saved by that um, yeah yeah but I I do worry about him moving forward a little bit we'll talk about that in uh in another episode but um mm-hmm. like just the mental part of the game and and him being too hard on himself, um, but just uh, I guess a couple of thoughts on the Habs here too. Um, I mean, we said before too, like for Carey Price, like we said it from the playoff preview that you know there there's no way they cannot say that they were out goalied or goalied, and I still say that because. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was vintage Carey Price. He managed to do it, even though I said I didn't think so to come back from whatever injury he had and then just start up like that in the playoffs. concussion, which is so
0: shocking that he was able to ramp up his game
1: like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm sorry. Like we said, in 1993, Cujo had those like 60, 70 shots. Somehow, Doug Gilmore, Wendell Clark, Dave Anderchuk, and the boys, they managed to get, Mm -hmm. get it in the back of the net. Well, and, th- they... and
0: there were some games where we were losing, like, there's like one, that one game where we we're losing like six nothing or something like that. Like,
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously,
0: yes, that was a different era. So you're not going to get that same kind of thing. But the whole point is, is that there were some mammoth comebacks in that year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, overall, their game, like, they were, was not great. Like, it was boring, really. Like, last night's game, too, it was boring.
0: Well, the thing is, though, it was all predicated, and, and this is the thing, is that I, I do think that the coaching staff needs to look at why we have trouble against inferior teams, less skilled teams, teams that basically have to you know, use the stick work and getting in the way and stuff like that, and waiting for that one mistake to potentially capitalize on with some speed uh, to beat us. You know, they're not beating us with skill. No, they have yeah, some no, players that have some skill. I'm not saying they're completely like devoid of that, but really it was, it was their relentless forecheck Their They were, they had the extra effort all the time. So, you know, whereas we're, you know, our guys are used to stripping people of pucks. They were getting the puck stripped. Um, and basically yeah, I mean- that's, that's what it was.
1: Yeah, and, well the other thing too with the Habs though, which I thought we like we could have definitely exploited this, they basically played with 4D in those three games. Mm-hmm. Like the four top four D, it was Sherrott, Weber, Petrie, and Edmondson, I think it is. Mm-hmm. Those four guys played a couple of them played over 30 minutes, definitely, mm-hmm. and the other two were close to 30 minutes at least. They were playing over half the game. Right. How our guys could not like take advantage of that situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean. Well, I think
0: some of that is, is, is coaching too, because I honestly, yes. yeah. The one thing with Keith and I might be, you know, getting into this a little sooner than we wanted to. Um, no, we can, was, we can go into that now. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Uh, is, is that, you know, for a guy that we've been praising for being able to make adjustments, where were yeah. the adjustments? Like yeah. he did like it was always like eleventh hour things, maybe he, little tweaks, but very minor. And he really was just dead dead set against moving Austin and Mitch away from that matchup with Dano in that line. Like yeah. why? Like he did not want to he was like, We're we're not going to protect them. Like, what was this, like a test or something? And they yeah. use this year to like that's maybe maybe that's what it was maybe they were basically throwing them to the wolves to see what they would do because this is a throwaway I don't know I can no, just, yeah. nothing really makes he, sense that doesn't make sense but um but yeah like he just wasn't trying to get them any better matchups yeah. at all and there like was he just said no the adjustment
1: be- yeah like he said at the beginning of the series like. He's not worried. He was very calm, cool, collected, uh-huh. saying, Oh, he's not worried about any matchup, like whatever. Yeah. He's just gonna roll the lines however he doesn't have to. But at some point you have to realize that you have to change. And yeah. it was funny, like he said last night after game seven, he said the Habs made some adjustments from games five to seven. So where so where's, your, adjustment? ma- yeah, where's your adjustments to that then? If you're acknowledging yeah. that. Yeah. What did you do? You couldn't figure it out. Like, what the hell are we paying you for? Yeah. Like, you, that's and what you're supposed to figure
0: out. I will say too that, like, I don't know why they didn't learn from the fact that they that the Habs had that horrific challenge. Why they made that challenge? Yes. Honestly, yeah. if we if they wouldn't have done that, I we probably win that game and we're you know home and yeah. cooled out.
1: Yeah. No. I I that was ridiculous. And then. Also, when it comes to the coaching um, and the power play, Mm. yeah, and his use of Nylander, though, I think I I have to say like that was ridiculous that he did not. He was going from the start of the series from game one. Willie was going when you have a player, player on fire like that, like you get him in as many situations as possible. That's
0: exactly what I'm talking about. Like normally he has always been the guy that he plays whoever's going. And for whatever reason, he was not willing to budge on yeah. his plan this time around. I I think that he actually really overthought things, and he just needs to be more
1: in well, the game. He's going to as to in also, the game management. Yeah,
0: yeah, he's going to have to answer
1: to Dubis and Shanahan or who um, like because he basically got out coached again. He got out coached last yeah. year versus Tortorella, mm-hmm. And now he got out coached to an interim coach, this mm-hmm. Ducharme guy. Yeah, uh, it's like but-
0: he swung I don't know, maybe next year he's gonna find the right mix, but like last year he he over he over switched things up. He over adjusted all the time. This year is the opposite. So like he's like swung a whole one eighty. Um yeah. Maybe next year they're going to find a, a happy medium there and he'll, you know, figure out, you know, how to get the pulse of of the game. But uh, I just think, yeah, they need yeah, and- to be a little bit more. I, at this time of year, I tests should take some some more precedence than just straight analytics, because this, yeah. it's a different, a completely different animal.
1: Yeah, like, and I guess the use of Thornton as well and mm-hmm. Felino. I mean, Thornton, like, this is where Willie comes in as well. Like, Thornton should not have been on power play one um, for even in the regular season. But anyways, again, mm-hmm. it's that stubbornness. Somehow they just yeah. had him there. And why they actually had Thornton, like, why they didn't sit him even on the, like, one of the games at some point. Like, sit mm-hmm. him, give him a break. Maybe he would have played right. better. Right to give him that extra day off, or, or and Felino, unfortunately, that whole thing just didn't work out for us. Um, mm-hmm. The like that deal, basically, he he was playing injured the whole time, um, and of the few games that he played for us, and um, again, like Kerfoot was like amazing in yeah, the playoff. Yeah, he
0: really raised his level for sure. Yeah,
1: and but
0: but he's only Kerfoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know. But like, the only thing is, though, he had he had that chemistry with Willie and Galchenyuk.
0: Yeah, and then he broke. It and up. then when
1: Felino yeah, and then Foligno comes back, mm-hmm. who can barely skate, mm-hmm. and they put they put Kerfoot back on the third line. Like, why would you do that? Like, when you see something and you know this other guy isn't a hundred percent, that he's he's going in there because he's a veteran player, he thinks he can still give something, anyways, in in in, in the lineup, but. I, I don't know. He Keith definitely. Again, he got out coached, and um, yeah, I, I've. I mean, there's only so many learning experiences that these guys can that fast yeah. fans that we can give them. I mean, he. This is his second year. Next year is going to be, um, well, I guess, a year and a half because he took over halfway through 2019. Next year, hopefully, things will be a little bit more normal, and well, that's he'll what go that's- in.
0: That is the one caveat that I would say is that there's a whole this is like a really abnormal situation for for everyone and for the team, for the players. Um, You know, that's not an excuse because obviously there's teams that are been managing to do fine with this. But at the same time, too, in the States, it's different than here as well. So it's a lot more normal back down there than it is here right now um so i don't know like how much of you know how much they're missing the the typical support that they would get you know from you know not just family but also friends um other people that they have in in their lives that could have been a you know bolstered them a little bit more uh during this to give them some more resilience to kind of help them through um but you know being that we'll we'll see i guess
1: yeah. And then, um, yeah, just going back to the power play for a bit. I mean, we said it to in our playoff, pre- like special teams are mm-hmm. huge and in the playoffs, especially. But basically from March 1st, this power play has been shit. Excuse my language, but that's basically it. And they have not been able to figure it out, which is truly unbelievable with the amount of talent and skill and everything that this team has. Mm-hmm. They were 12 for 110 opportunities from March 1st to the end of the season. In this series, they were three for twenty-three, and again we mentioned how, like with Thornton being on power play one for basically all all the all the series. Like I think Nylander and I don't know last night if he if he got in there maybe once, but it was just so many. It it was like they were they're always looking for that pretty play, Mm -hmm. and like trying they're overpassing totally like all the time and. Like the zone entries, they started to get a little bit better, I think, on it. But they just, they never figured it out. And I don't know if it—if that means that Manny um, Malhotra was in charge of that. I don't know if that means that uh, he's getting fired because the Paul McFarlane, I think, was the guy before he, he left. Uh, he was in charge of the power play. So everybody that gets in charge of the power play is going to leave because um, they can't figure it out. Like, at some point, that has to give you an indication, okay, mm-hmm. like... What are these players not understanding or not getting? Well,
0: I mean, this is the thing is that like, you have to figure out if you can, you know, work with Mitch. Like, is he, it, are you going to be able to get him to his potential? Because the everything goes through him. And until mm-hmm. they stop maybe taking that away and he realizes, like, that's the other thing is that, you know, like how much, how many gifts are you getting you know, like you they, they keep going to the well when you're not producing. So at some point, like shouldn't you be saying, you know, I know that they they are paying him that much money, but at some point, should he not be taken off that top unit if he's he's the quarterback and he can't get it get it going? You know, and yeah, he like, can't adapt and he can't a- adjust and he can't create something
1: for his his teammates, like, you know. Yeah, like I'm even thinking too. Like maybe, I mean, not uh, it's not as punishment thing, but maybe it's too much pressure to Don't have the A on his jersey. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. a pretty big. Yeah, that's a pretty big thing to have on your jersey. Yep. um, that's that's as, true. As that's his, a good point. Maybe he. I mean, his maybe dad he's not would ready yell yet. and scream, but maybe that's not what he needs to think about mm. to have that A on the jersey.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. I I think that there were times this year where he looked like he had some joy back in his game um, again compared to last year, but I, I still haven't really seen, seen him like kind of back to his quote unquote more normal, um, you know, exuberant self on the ice. Like there's just yeah. he just seems like there's a lot weighing on him. And of course, you know. We talk about everything on the ice. Like, we don't really know what goes on in these guys' personal lives or what's going on. Um, I'm not making that as an excuse or for whatever. But, um, you know, there is always that kind of, you know, potentially in the back of the
1: mind. He's one of uh, the people, definitely, that he's one of the people on social media, too, sort of thing, which mm -hmm. these players need to not be on, especially when you're a Toronto Maple Leaf uh, or in a Canadian market. um, Because there are crazy... Lots of crazy people out there saying yeah. stupid stuff. But I mean, like and... even for
0: him, like he's a, he's a gamer too. Right. And yeah. that's another oh, that's kind true. of social yeah. media completely. Yeah. It's like they're, they're playing online with people. Um, yeah. You know, if you're playing in a league or, or just generally online with people, you know, even if you're <laughs> disguised to heck, you know, people, you may, might hear, may, might hear stuff like that, you know, negative stuff there too. So um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, they, they, I I don't know. Their bottom line is he needs something right now that he's still not getting as far as being able to, you know, take it to the next level and reach his true potential. So they got to figure out what that thing is. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I guess, I guess one thing we didn't talk about yet was uh was Tavares and um oh, how yes. the injury yeah. may have affected things. So what were your thoughts yeah, on that and you know, closing that up?
1: Yeah, that part of it it I just I just wanted to mention there that like most teams, again if it was another team, I I always go back to the Bruins somehow. Um maybe because we faced them so many times but teams tend to rally around that like that gets them going like especially like when he was in the building that time like I know and five. that's the
0: one where really laid an egg that night
1: yeah. I almost
0: I was almost wanting to say you know maybe he shouldn't be there maybe you know when he he was on the ice at the, in the morning like came in that day and he talked to the guys and
1: yeah yeah like I, I don't know. Normally, in normal cases, that would get the team together to get them over the hump. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that's a good thing, but maybe I don't know. I, 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 thought it was bizarre that it just didn't work out that way. That, I mean, not that they weren't happy it was around, but I don't know. They just didn't have any energy. They I know. have no urgency, no desperation. Um. Lack of intensity. I have like I. There, it's just it's bizarre, really, what happened. But yeah, that's all I wanted to mention um, about JT. And I mean, it was it was good that he came back definitely, and glad to see him on the ice and and hopefully, well, he should. Looks like he's going to be ready. I thought maybe he was going to miss the whole series, uh, even like next season. I thought mm-hmm. he was going to miss uh, some time, but he was skating. So hopefully, he'll recover by the time puck drops in October again
0: yeah and that's when it turned it drops. out he was a that consistency he provides was a huge huge hole that we could never dig out yeah. of and then when Muzzin went down also yes that just again.
1: was the nail that's in the another coffin, I think that's another problem for us because we he's a huge part of that defense and mm-hmm. we just don't have anybody that can replace him no as as I know. the next man up. Sorry. Which is like There's crazy. Nobody but that brings
0: that. You think that really like, like, but it it really is true that somehow he's the backbone. But, you oh, know, for sure. yeah. the sad reality is, is he's not getting any younger either. And he's not no. going to be yeah. able to play. And obviously, like the fact that he's getting these injuries at these really, really inopportune e-times. times, yeah. times, it, it says something. I mean, he's not yeah. going to be able to do this forever. Um, in in such a physical situation. So,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. The sad thing is, number one, this was like a huge missed opportunity for our Leafs. Montreal is not a very good team. To a man, there was nobody who who thought that they were going to win. So, of all the teams that made the playoff, playoffs,
1: um, Montreal had the worst record. Yeah. Out of all, and they're still there now. So they're still the worst record, and they're still they're still in it.
0: So you mean they're going to be able to? They're going to have to scratch and claw their way up, but and I don't really anticipate that they're going to get much further. Just like Columbus didn't get much further last year. No
1: this this is their Stanley Cup. We were talking about this before. Hundred percent. This is their this is every every team when they beat the Leafs. Mm -hmm. That's their Stanley Cup for the year.
0: Well, and I mean, given what they went through this year, you know. I give them credit and kudos and, and good on them. But um, yeah, anyways, if you have any thoughts on what we talked about today on the show, you can DM us on any social media platforms or email us at leafs at gmail.com. Uh, be sure to follow us on all our social media, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And our
1: handle is at LTL1917. Yeah. And another way to connect with us is at Kofi.com. It's K-O-F-I.com. There you can follow us. And uh, if you choose, you can support us there and buy us a coffee. Uh, Any donation goes to helping us produce the show and making it even better for you. You can find the link to our Kofi page on our show notes. Uh, And there's a lot of good stuff on the show notes, too, with different articles that we we use for the show. Um, And... um, yeah and on our social media profile pages as well you can find the link as always we thank our healthcare workers and everything that they do Uh, stay safe and well everybody and we'll be back in a couple of weeks um, with our season in review podcast and where we think the leafs are headed in this off season we'll talk to you then yeah go leafs go